pleased to be joined by Octavio Amezcua Noriega, who is a lawyer from the Escuela Libre de Derecho in Mexico and has a master's degree in international human rights law from the University of Essex in the UK. Octavio served as a parliamentary advisor to the LX legislator of the Congress of the Union, where he was part of the working group for the constitutional reform of human rights and other legislative reforms on this matter. He was a lawyer, researcher and legal director of the Mexican Commission for the Promotion and Protection of Human Rights in Mexico, where he worked on strategic litigation on human rights, as well as research on issues related to security and justice. He has also worked at the federal government in Mexico in the design of public policies for the assistance and reparation of victims of human rights violations. He has published texts on various human rights issues, particularly on torture and reparation to victims, and has given various workshops and courses on the subject aimed at public servants, academics and civil society actors. Since 2015, Octavio has worked as a human rights officer at the office in Mexico of the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, where he is in charge of the torture and criminal justice agenda. Octavio, welcome to The Passion Factor, pursuing a career in human rights. Thank you, Vicky, for the invitation. It's, a, it's an honor for me to, 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 to have this opportunity to talk with you about my, about, about my journey and, 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 and tell some, some tips and advices for, for the people who are here in this podcast. Thank you, and we're delighted, we're really pleased to have you. So the first thing that I ask all of my guests is really a sort of where, where did it all start? What, what motivated you to, to work in the human rights field? Well, I, 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 was, I was attracted to, to human rights issues while studying at, at law school. Particularly, I went to do some, I mean, this was not part of the, of the, of the law school program, but I went to do some like voluntary work for indigenous communities in the in the in the Zapatists regions in Chiapas, where I, I found it like very inspiring the, the kind of work that the that, that the communities uh, did there in the in the region. So so since then I became like very very interested in the in those kind of subjects. And and then when I finished law school, I, I started like uh, working on, on on private litigation. But I mean to be to be honest, I found it. Uh, a bit meaningless. Uh, I mean, it, I, I wasn't very happy with it. And so, I mean, I started like, like investigating and doing some research about like human rights field. And that's how I got to start working as a parliamentary advisor for for the Congress on, on like some some issues, including human rights. Well, after the, after that, I I. I did a master's degree at the, at the UK, which which was, I think, the 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 the, the main. Uh, I mean, that was a platform that I used to to launch uh, myself into the human rights world here here in Mexico. That's great, and and so I, I sort of gave you a little bit of a history, a very short history of your of your career to date, and all the the amazing and interesting work that you've done, but perhaps you can talk a little bit more about your own career journey, um, what it was like um, to get to where you are now working at the UN. Yeah, well, I, I, like, like I told you, I, I was I did a master's degree at, at Essex in the UK, which was, which was uh, it was great. 
I mean, it gave me like the all the the, the basic like knowledge on, on international human rights law, and it was an LLM. So it was it was it was very 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 useful. And after that, I got a a, a job at at, at a national a Mexican human rights NGO. It was one of the one of the biggest. Which is the, the the Mexican Commission for Defense and, and and Promotion of Human Rights, and and there I started uh, like doing some like like hardcore human rights work, like going to to like uh, uh, doing research, like doing uh, interviewing victims. Like I started doing litigation of uh, national and international. Uh, litigation before the inter-American system, also before UN, UN, the UN system. So it was a very, very, very complete experience. It was very, a very intense, like uh, three years working the, in the organization. And well, after that, I had a brief experience working for the for the for the federal government and drafting like some. Uh, some instruments for for victims uh, reparation and uh, and that's also a, another issue that that also I'm I'm very interested in and and after that I was only there for like a year and after that I got into the 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 UN uh, the, the the OHCHR the, the officer of the High Commissioner here in, in Mexico as a as a national officer that's that's where I've been since. Since then, I mean, obviously, like I've been moving through some some areas, but it's been uh, it, it it has been a very very good experience. And first, I worked a lot on legislation, on serious human rights violation, on forced disappearances, on torture, and after that, I've been working on on several uh, topics related to 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 the security and and, and justice systems, uh, mainly. Torture and, and and doing advocacy and also um, doing some monitoring and observation regarding like some some like paradigmatic torture cases um, and yeah that's that's what I've been I've been doing since that brings me into a group of questions is which is around sort of working and breaking into the sector. Um, your view, what skills and qualities um, do you need, do you think you need to work in the, in the human rights field? Uh, well, firstly, I think there's a there's a, an idea that the human rights field, it's easier if you have a background on, on, on law, right? But I think that's uh, becoming less and less the, the, the case. I think, uh, I think, I think that it's open to more to more disciplines, uh, but so in my view, I think I think it's it's two main two main things. One is I think it's it's pretty it's pretty obvious and and, and very important, which is like to have the uh, I think you you need to have like sensitivity to towards uh, these kind of, of topics on. on on social justice and issues on, on social violence, on, on abuse of power. I think I think obviously uh, obviously human rights work requires 
some degree of sensitivity towards those those kind of issues and that and, and that's uh, also a, a kind of sensitivity that it's built uh, when you start working on, on human rights issues right at, at Essex in the in the masters which was great great lecturers who who, who also like tried to provide all the, the students with, with, with that kind of, of, of insight. But, but, but also as you start working on the human rights, you, you, I think you start getting that kind of, of, of sensitivity. Of course, there are, there are a lot of people who have that since they are like very young, as, 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 as we can see now with very young activists, but but of course it's very important and the other thing that it's not that obvious but i would say that it's very very important it's some degree i would say some degree of, of political analysis i mean i think it's it's it doesn't sound very obvious but when you start working on, on human rights issues what what you see and what even even on on very technical law uh, uh, law work. It's I, th it, I think it's very important to have like some degree of political analysis to know the context, to read about the political situation that you will be working with, so you have like all the context and all idea, and you know where where to move, what actions are the appropriate regarding the contexts. So so I think that's another very important skill. No, absolutely. I agree with you on both. And certainly the, the first point you make is critical, just having that commitment and sense of, of social justice and, and the issues that we're dealing with. If you don't have that, you know, you, you have to start with that um, in terms of, of being a human rights professional. Um, and you, you've spoken about your the, the study, the master's degree that you did at Essex. Um, and a lot of people who I work with an advisor are thinking about taking a master's degree in um, public international law, uh, human rights law. What do you think um, is the value of having an advanced degree? Um, and if so, you know, when should students do it? When should people take it? Um, because it's a commitment of time and of money to do a master's degree. So it'd be interesting to have your insights um, on that. Yeah, of course, I think it's, it's, it's fundamental. Uh, I mean, first, because like, like you said, like almost, like almost every human rights employer now asks for a, an advanced degree, so yeah. that's 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 an enough <laughs> that's enough uh, reason for 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 studying an, a, a master's degree. But I think also because it, it gives you some uh, depth about the, 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 the about the topics that you'll be working. On. So I think it's it's definitely it's definitely very important. I mean, like usually, I mean it's it's the case that uh, when you when you study like the, the the basic degree on law, you can you get only the basics on, on human rights law, which is uh, I mean it's not I don't I wouldn't say that it's a very complex topic, but it it has it has developed a lot in the last uh, 30, 40 years. Also, human rights uh, theory. So, so, so I think I, I think that's that's uh, a reason for studying a, a master's degree. And when? Well, I don't know. I, I think it would be. I think it's it's interesting to 
I mean, because there are, there are a lot of people who finish the, 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 I don't know, like the basic degree and then study this, this advanced degree like immediately. But I would say that, I mean, it's, it's usually good to, to like to spice the, the experience with some, uh, with some maybe, maybe a, a, an internship for organization or a, or a junior position that would be ideal for an organization just to, to also uh, get, a bit to, to get, get to know a bit of, of the field of the practice, right? And that's, I think that's very useful for, for the masters as well. Yes, absolutely. No, many students, you're absolutely right, will go straight on to do the, the master's degree thereafter, after their undergraduate degree, but perhaps having that sort of on-the-ground field experience um, and, and seeing what human rights work is actually at the coalface and then coming back and adding value by doing the, the academic side, I think is quite an interesting way to do it. Um, and gives and will make your studies more meaningful, actually, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so it's so a kind of thinking still around sort of breaking into the sector. Um, we know that competition is incredibly fierce for human rights positions, just getting your, your foot in the door. Um, can you just share your own thoughts and insights about what you think um, looks good as a human rights CV? Um, and also sort of how do candidates make themselves stand out from the crowd, um, either, as I say, on their CV resume and or cover letter? And that's really just from your own experience. Well, that's a good question, and, and I think it it it's uh, of course it, it of course it depends a lot of, of on on the experience or what what can you like uh, write down in, in in your CV. But but I would say that it's very important, and it's also also a very important part of the of the for example of the UN process of of, of selecting uh, personnel. I would say that it's very important to highlight uh, like uh, uh, important, uh, uh, relevant uh, uh, experiences that you have like in your professional or even in your academic uh, life. Uh, like to highlight, I think it, it, it's it's very important like to to reflect that uh, and to explain to the to the to employers. Uh, why why that experience is, is 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 relevant for your formation, and also why that makes you proud of right. So so I would say that I mean it's it, it's important obviously to 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 write down all, like all the courses and all the which you have participated. But I would say that it's it's even more important to to highlight those those experiences and to explain uh, a bit about uh, about what 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 was that experience about and, and what why why was it relevant for you and, and for the work that you were doing mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and sort of pick, picking up on that and, and and sort of picking up on on particular types of positions in in the human rights world you're sitting in the office in in Mexico there and working for the UN and I know that many people who um, will be listening to this um, and indeed people that you know have helped and supported are, will be very keen to work for an organization such as the UN so um, 
to those people, you know, what 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 advice can you can you offer in terms of of, of joining the UN? Um, and you spoke a little bit briefly there about your own you know your own process of, of getting in there. But any insights that you can offer about the process of of joining the UN? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, like um, the UN is it's a it's a it's a very very organization with a lot of agencies. And yeah, yeah, it's usually not very easy to 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 get into that into that into that <laughs> world, right? But um, I would say that that I mean, like usually uh, for 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 people at the at the UN and, and when there are process of 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 hiring uh, like national or international personnel. Um, I think uh, obviously, as 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 every other field, I think like the the, the issue of, of I mean the the net the networking is it's very important. So usually, like when when people have already uh, worked in, on an internship or an, as a, or as a consultant for the for the organization. I mean that's how they 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 stand out and 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 let 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 all the the UN workers know their their work. So 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 that's that's I would I would say that's the most common way to 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 enter to in the in the organization. I mean it's usually each it it would be usually and, and as any other organization I would say as any other other NGO, it's it's usually through through internships, uh, but especially in the case of the UN, I would suggest. I mean, and and this is not ev- uh, something that not everybody knows uh, to to check uh, and have a very close look at at the publishing of UNV positions. UNVs are United Nations volunteers. These are like very good positions. I mean, that's you. You get a you you, you can get a post like basically it, it's a UN program where you can get a position in any part of the world, and where where there are UN uh, agencies working, and uh, I, I mean you get you get paid. It's not a obviously it's not a big salary, but you get you get paid as difference as many internships, which which that's a very controversial issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with UNBs, uh, you get you get paid. You get some also like some. Uh, uh, I mean things like you can you can get a flight to home like once a year. I mean, I mean it's it's a it's a good position to start in and and to let uh, yourself uh, let your. Uh, uh, let the the UN know know about your work and, and and how to get into the organization. Absolutely, that's how. I mean, I I did the UNV position um, myself and went to Kosovo through that, and and it got me out in the field and got me that experience. Um, and usually there for six months initially as a contract, and then it's um, you can extend it thereafter. So um, it's a good way. It's a good starting point. I would agree in sort of getting in. You know, feel for how the UN works on the on the ground. Yeah, it's very good, and and because also you start doing look some substantive work, you know, 
it's not that I mean it's it it usually like sounds right like uh, you are a volunteer and yeah. <laughs> you will be doing like some uh, I don't know like assisting some officials but that's not the case usually like usually no they throw you in they throw you in and off you go and they're expecting you know things from you um, as a as a UMV most definitely that was my my experience. Um, <laughs> And you mentioned it just a moment ago there about networking and we all know how important networking is in any sector but i do think that very much in the human rights sector networking is really important and really valuable and again just again your own sort of insights and your own experience how networking has helped in your own career and also again any tips or advice that you can offer to those people who are listening who for many it might feel very counterintuitive to get out there network tell people who you are this is who I am what I do etc this is what I'm interested in and it's and it's a bit scary for us all but I do think it's very important I would say that it's very important like to 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 take advantage and to really uh, squeeze every opportunity that you have uh, on working with with teams particularly with uh, with other organizations uh with other international organisms, that's, I mean, that's the way that uh, that they they know your work, right? It's like the yes. same as, as I was to, uh, as I was talking about the the internship. I mean, like usually when 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 an organization uh, when an organization hires uh, wants to hire someone for a position. I mean, you usually think about like uh, the people that you've worked with and and the the people that would be ideal to for that position, right? And 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 the only way to uh, that people can think about you in that way is it's only if you if the if if you let them like know your work, right? And take advantage Absolutely. of of every of every. Uh, teamwork that you can do with 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 those people and uh, it's that and i mean i would say that uh i mean it, it, it it's funny but i mean it's it can that this can be more like superficial obviously but but also also uh, nowadays uh like social networks can can play a, a role right i mean they're usually usually I mean, I, I've seen. I mean, it's it's not been my my. It hasn't been my case, but but I've seen like people also let themselves know uh, uh, for for a lot of organizations and the human rights field, like with their with their with with posting like uh, articles and, and and opinions and on social networks. So so yeah. So 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 that would that, that's also another way. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think I did lots of different ways that networking can look what networking can look like. And one of them absolutely is using the social work networks like LinkedIn, I think is very valuable in that respect. Yeah. Um, moving a little bit away from the sort of breaking um, into the sector, more about sort of what the day to day life is like in as a human rights professional. Um, and it would be great just to hear from you about what a typical day looks like for you in the office. There may not be such a thing as a typical day, but just an idea so people get a, a sense of, of what, what it looks like sort of um, a, a day in the life. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, I think that that would depend on on pandemic on pre-pandemic yes, <laughs> professional yeah. life, right? Because the pandemic professional life is quite boring. It doesn't sound very interesting, like. <laughs> That yeah, thing, like sitting, 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 uh, sitting in front of my computer and like, uh, <laughs> and like playing with my cat all the whole day. Yeah, but a little bit. So maybe, yeah, what, what pre-pandemic, I suppose, <laughs> what, what your life was, and uh, yeah, and how you how, how you're negotiating or accommodating the pandemic, I suppose. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. It's 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 very. It's very dynamic. Uh, it, it can be quite intense. I mean, it's uh, obviously there's a lot of, of office work. Um, uh, obviously, like any office work, uh, checking mails, uh, uh, reading, reading articles, uh, writing uh, like communications letters, like, like attending a lot of meetings. I mean that's that's been a positive thing about the, the uh, about the about these dynamics that we've developed during the the pandemic that <clears throat> we we all discovered the, the the utility of of virtual meetings so so yeah. it's it, it's it it's uh, I mean it it gets less complicated like the like the agendas for for people right for attending for attending meetings which in in in, in big cities can be quite complicated like to, to get into a lot of meetings but it's also i mean it's i mean it's it's kind of like that i mean it's, it's like any other like i would say office work or a lot of also like obviously phone calls i mean what i i mean say what what makes particular the like working on 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 human rights issues, uh, mainly working on the field, is it's two things. One is is that you have to react to very complex situations that demand a very quick reaction, and that's also a, a very complicated and, and and special ability that you need to develop. Because I mean, it's 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 usually like that, right? I mean, like uh, like you're work, you're working, and suddenly like you get a call. Or usually, it's through through social media that you that you uh, know that someone has been detained, that some uh, protests have been repressed, right? So. So you need to react like very very quickly, and and that's that's a, that's a very Funny and quite stressful part of the work. The other, the other part, I would say, and I think it's the, the most interesting part of the human rights work is going directly to the field, right? Like uh, we'll do, we do like uh, like the UN and like a lot of NGOs do like field missions to to like to very uh, uh, so usually complicated areas. Like in my case, I. I I I can go like once or twice a month to a to a mission, which regarding my 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 field is going to to prisons to interview detainees or to or go to interview seek to interview uh, and seek to interview like relatives from uh, disappeared uh, people 
which which is which is obviously like the most interesting uh, part of the, of the work and attending meetings with with authorities in the field i mean and it's it's very it's obviously it's it's obviously very 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 interesting and very entertaining like to to like do the agenda and 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 you know do all the all the work i mean it's very demanding it's socially very exhaust, exhausting but but it's definitely the most interesting part of the work yeah i'd agree with that sort of i sort of my, my work also has taken me to prisons all around the world and and you know also interviewing survivors of, of torture and violence etc and that that's really the kind of the cut you know the, the cutting edge there or at the sort of the sharp end of, of human rights work but definitely where that really very interesting work is and demanding work is as well um and you've had such a very interesting and and um career to date and i suppose what what has been the highlight or highlights of your career to date if there's one thing that you can think of that's really been been quite a highlight for you uh, well I, I i felt uh very i mean what what i I mean, it was a it was a, a great experience when I was working at the NGO. It, it was a great experience, like litigating a case before uh, the Inter-American Court of Human Rights. It was a very paradigmatic case about a, a, a social leader who was uh, disappeared by the army at, at the, in the seventies. It was a very paradigmatic case regarding human rights in, in Mexico, and I, I mean, it, it was, it was uh, quite weird because I managed to 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 lead the the team in a hearing before the courts, even though I didn't have like, to be honest, enough experience then to 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 lead a, a hearing at, before the American Inter-American Court in, in a particular case. But, but obviously I was very nervous, but I, I, I prepared myself like, like a lot for the, for the hearing. And it was also, for me it was, I mean, and, and we did, a, a, I think we did a pretty good job there, but what what I was particularly proud of is is that the the big team like who is a a very like public uh, figure and a, and a social leader in Mexico. I mean, she's a, she's the daughter of the of the victim of the, of the disappeared person, and and he wasn't feeling uh, back then. She was going through, like through a personal and like a health crisis, and she wasn't. Even though she flew to to Costa Rica to that hearing and to to be before the court, she wasn't feeling very well. So she basically uh, like gave me all the responsibility for the for the hearing, and uh, and because we did a, a a good job. I mean, she was she. I think she was she felt very grateful, and and, and that was a very 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 good experience for me. Uh, working, yeah. yeah. Yeah, working as a human rights lawyer. Absolutely. I mean, that really would be, I think, for many people, quite quite the sort of pinnacle of their career to take a case to one of the, the international tri tribunals and, and human rights courts um, and to have your case before them. That, that's really quite something. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, that was that was that was a very satisfying experience. Yeah, and these things we we remember sort of through our career as as human rights professionals. Um, those those things that we we've done. Um, looking at more the sort of the 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 flip side of of life as a human rights professional, it's something that I think both of us probably share. Though you know, working in the human rights field can be really tough. You know, we're working on really difficult issues on torture, death penalty. Your work's taken you to deal with the case of the disappeared. Um, and we're working in sort of challenging, difficult parts of the world as well. Um, so what what advice can you offer about this lifestyle and, and the risk of burnout is very high? And how can we really take good care of ourselves as human rights professionals? Because I think when people are starting out, it's important that that they're aware that this is this is inherently difficult work that we're doing, and we take a lot on as as human rights professionals in, in what we do. Well, I think I think uh, there are some issues that some 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 things that you can you can do about that. I would say first that as 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 in any other field, uh, I think you have to set like clearly like your boundaries and and regarding the the organization's policy about uh, workers rights so uh, i mean like you have to set clearly your boundaries as you have as you are not uh, so so they not expect to to ask you uh, a lot more than you that you have to give right i mean that sounds that that is, that can be quite controversial because I mean what is particular about the human rights world and, and I mean that's this is a very complex topic obviously and 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 it's not the the time and place maybe to talk about this but but usually in the human rights field like people demand a lot of commitment right which is obviously good I mean you have to you have, you need to have a lot of of commitment but not to a degree that you burn out right because because obviously that's that's completely uh, 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 I mean that even damages the the work of the of the organization if the if the people starts like burning out so you have to uh, set your boundaries that's particularly complex with people who are starting to work like when they start working for the organization when it's their first job it's usually very complex and usually it's that people who, who do like the, the heaviest part of the work, right? They, they, they I mean, you, you want to stand out, and, but usually it usually leads to, to, to burnout. So you have to manage to, to, to balance this commitment and this interest in standing out with respecting your times, your schedules, so you have so you have a, also a personal life, and you don't like throw everything to the the human rights work. Right. So so that's that's one thing. And the other, I would say, it's always try to seek professional help. I mean, we are a lot of us we are privileged of working for an organization who can provide that and who can help to to get yourself and and to even even pay professional help. Uh, but it's always, it's always, a, even, even if you don't, don't have the means, you, you can find a way to, to get that help at least to talk to someone about things that you 
experience and and usually because some things are can be can be very very uh, can affect you a lot i mean and it's very well documented right that yeah like working with big teams i mean it's 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 very i mean it's very well documented that working with big teams of violence i mean you they can uh, in a certain way like pass you the, on the, the like the like this trauma to a certain point so it's very very important to have that professional help to deal with that I would agree with that yeah yeah that secondary trauma is is well documented and it's a risk for us all so it's important to, to be aware of that at the outset and and to know that 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 is a thing and and to get the necessary help as and when you need it yeah and it's to you um so kind of drawing the this kind of conversation to a close um what what sort of what's the best piece of advice that you can or maybe it's more than one piece of advice that you can offer to people who are looking to start out in the human rights world when times are strange and we're in the midst of this pandemic but there are people there who do want to do this work yeah yeah sure uh i mean i and i i'm not sure if if i i would i will say this in the right way <laughs> in english it's like to get i mean it's it's get get kind of soaked in the in the human rights uh, world and in human rights experience i mean it it has a lot of of to do with uh with reading if you don't if you still don't have a a job i mean there are a lot of i mean especially now in these times there are a lot of activism going on and that's also a very good way to approach to the, the human rights work i mean i would say that my main advice before thinking about uh, working for a big office in geneva or in new york or or in the i don't know like in a in a, in a big ngo headquarters uh, in a big city think about first think about uh, working at the, at at the field there's where you get the sensitivity that what that i was talking about and uh, and and the basic notions of of human rights work because uh, i mean otherwise you you can start working at a big office in the headquarters but but usually you miss that part you miss that part of working directly with people which is obviously the best, the most important part of, of working on human rights and developing that that sensitivity and and also that kind of like political intuition so i mean i would say that that is my that is my 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 main advice like seeking to work in the in the field with people either through an internship or through activists work uh i don't know there are even schools like uh, like in master programs who who can give that approach so 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 yeah i i would say that 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 would be my my main advice absolutely i mean and it, and it does it is very true because i think that was one of the first bits of advice that was given to me um when thinking about the human rights going into human rights was get get, get out and get to the field and and you know you you'll see it at the at the, the grassroots and the sharp end and i think that has definitely for me stood me in good stead um so I hope people listening will will take that on board. 
Thank you so, so much for, for being on this podcast and for being so open and reflective and sharing your own journey with us. And I know that this will be of real great value and interest to people listening. So a very big thank you. Oh, thanks, thanks to you, Vicky, and, and, and thanks, thanks to all the people who listen this uh, this podcast. And obviously, uh, like, uh, I mean, you should feel like people should feel uh, more motivated than ever to like to, to study and to work on on human rights issues, uh, taking into account like the complex situation that we're living like that we're currently living right so Absolutely. yeah so so i i encourage like all your 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 listeners to to, to get into that and to, to 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 work at some degree on on human rights issue or integrate human rights to to their work right it's more important than ever i think absolutely yeah, that's a very positive uplifting note i think to finish on but thank you again Thank you.